minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
In the AM, good morning and welcome to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Uh, Maishi Menlowitz, a CD that's going to be the centerpiece of our Oldies But Goodies show on Monday. That is uh, Yerushalayim Yearnings off of the Nostalgia CD. Shia Menlowitz will join us on Monday. 
We'll talk about the uh, making of this CD and some of the oldies but goodies that were included. Uh, Yisrael Adler had the Tinocus selection from the Orot CD. Miami had He Will Answer Us. That's off the brand new Ut Ut. Mordechai Shapiro, the brand new single. The medley from the Neshama Orchestra and Regesh Modani opening things up. As we say, good morning. It's Wednesday on this May 27th, day 9 in the month of Sivan, the year 5775, Tafshinayin Hay. Lots of folks getting married over the next few weeks. After all, it's now June. It may be May, but it's June wedding season. <laughs> Post-Shvuas. If there's somebody getting married that you want us to know about, uh, make sure to email us or... Uh, comment on the app or um, use any of the methods of communication to let us know who the Hassan and Kala are, and we'll make sure to uh, give them appropriate greetings and wish them well. 68 degrees outside with 87% humidity, winds of southwest at 4 miles per hour, afternoon thunderstorms and a high of 82, then tonight thunderstorms early with a low of 69. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a high all the way to 87 degrees. Boy, oh boy. Get ready for a warm Thursday, huh? Yerushalayim is at 92, and they're heading up to 98. Very, very hot day in the capital of uh, Israel, Jerusalem. Uh, we're at 68 degrees here in Jersey City as we say good morning at JM and the AM. 25 minutes before 7 o'clock. Good morning, all. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk more about some of the events going on on Sunday. We know it's big Celebrate Israel Day on Sunday. We're going to be on Fifth Avenue. Make sure to join us. Stop by, wave, say hi as you walk by in uh, on Fifth Avenue in New York City. You'll see the big Nachum Siegel Network booth there on the left side as you walk uptown. We're getting ready for that big webcast and videocast. You'll hear everything here at jmnam.org. You'll see everything at nachumsiegel.com. The parade show is always an amazing program, and we are very much looking forward to it. That's coming up this coming Sunday. We're going to go 11 to 3. Question was, when do we start, when do we end? 11 to 3, it looks like, for the uh, big parade show on the Fifth Avenue. And we are very much looking forward to it. So get ready. Weather Right now, the weather looks... Okay, hopefully it'll continue, the forecast will continue to improve as we get closer and closer to Sunday. It tends to do that, you know, yeah. Speaking of weather, Yoni Pollock is in Houston, Texas. He's going to join us about 8.30 Eastern time this morning. They are going through a really rough weather challenge uh, down in Houston. We'll speak with him coming up here at JM and the AM. And uh, as I said, big Sunday, of course, with the Celebrate Israel Parade. And uh, big day on our stream. Every day is a big day on the stream. Make sure to be tuned in all through the day at jmnam.org. Just tune in and leave it there. That's all you got to do is you got to tune in and just leave it right there. And you will be uh, entertained and informed all throughout the day, which is, of course, our uh, intention. That's what we want to do. We want to entertain and we want to inform. Speaking of inform, for those of you who have... Um, not been following the news from the Middle East. Uh, there has been some uh, rocket fire from Gaza. In fact, Avigdor Lieberman, chairman of Israel Beitenu, has referred to the IDF counterattack to a Gazan rocket 
as a wimpy response of a faux government. Lieberman, along with a number of opposition MKs, had mixed reactions to Israel's response. He told Army Radio all they did was throw four bombs at sand. This is a government that does not get in the way of terrorist organizations rehabilitating their terrorist infrastructure. He recounted that during coalition talks, he demanded the government's guidelines stated they planned to eradicate Hamas rule from Gaza, but it was clear that Likud has no intention of setting that goal or realizing it, he said. That's part of the reasons we are not part of the government. So he is really already taking advantage of the fact that he's in the opposition and um, voicing his uh, frustration with the Israeli government. Israel views Hamas as responsible for every rocket fired from Gaza, according to Prime Minister Netanyahu this morning. Netanyahu, in his first public comments on the rocket fire from Gaza Tuesday evening, said that the IDF responded immediately in line with the government's policy. We'll do everything needed to preserve the quiet attained during Operation Protective Edge, he said. Netanyahu's comments came at the start of a meeting in Jerusalem with visiting Republican Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. The Prime Minister's comments echoed the sentiments of Defense Minister Moshe Yalon, who said earlier Wednesday that Israel has no intention of ignoring rocket fire on its citizens. Yalon added that elements in Islamic Jihad carried out Tuesday's attack on Gan Yavne. If there won't be quiet in Israel, Gaza will pay a very heavy price, which will cause all who plan to challenge us to regret their actions, Yalon said. Hamas is advised to restrain any attempt to fire rockets at Israel or provoke it. Otherwise, we'll be forced to act with greater power. I would not advise anyone to test us, he warned. Several hours after the rocket was fired, the Israeli Air Force responded by attacking four targets in the Gaza Strip. So there you go. The uh, the rocket that landed in Gan Yavne and the response by the Israeli Air Force and, of course, criticism from the opposition, as you would as, as you would suspect. And uh, it is now uh, May of 2015. We know what kind of summer Israel had last summer in an attempt to quell the terrorism in the Gaza Strip. Uh, let's hope that doesn't have to be repeated, but uh, the Israel's always at the ready if, in fact, it does need to be repeated. Wednesday morning broadcast on this 27th of May, the 9th of Sivan. It's JM and the AM at 20 minutes before 7 o'clock.
JM in the AM Wednesday morning broadcast with Yaakov Shweki and Atrik Code. You heard Schwebel Sharf and Levine. That was Kuma Odi Shama done by the Rabbi's sons, dedicating that to all those who are getting married over the next few weeks. Wedding season is now upon us. I know it's always wedding season, but you know what I mean. Now that we are uh, past Shavuos, getting ready for June, it is uh, truly wedding season. Hey, uh, listener David says, Jerusalem is one of the cool spots today, because I mentioned that the temperature in Jerusalem today is supposed to get up to 98 degrees. He says Beit Shemesh is going to hit 107. A lot today is supposed to hit 113, plus a uh, a um, dust storm is expected as well. So challenging weather in a lot of parts of the world, including in Israel today with all the heat. FYI. Uh, they have a brand new baby boy in Israel. The bris was yesterday, and the name is Akiva Yisrael. So thank you, listener David, who checked in. Uh, used to be from Washington. Now he's checking in from Israel. Lucky you, to say the least. Uh, I want to thank those who are commenting on the app. PC Guy is listening. <laughs> PC Guy is amazing. Um, he's listening live while on a bus from Yushalayim to Modi'in. He says his Wi-Fi on the bus you got to love technology, <laughs> that's for sure. He commented on the NSN app. And listener Joe commented on the NSN app with a simple Boker Tov, and I thank him. I dedicate that Yaakov Shweki selection to him, and I thank him for tuning in to JM in the AM. More coming up on this Wednesday at 7 minutes before 7 o'clock. Good morning, all.
J.M. in the A.M. <clears throat> Whoa, Wednesday morning here at uh, WFMU and our worldwide headquarters of the uh, J.M. in the A.M. live stream and the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, those of you who do not have the NSN app, it will be a very valuable tool for you as you um, head toward New York City this Sunday for the uh, Celebrate Israel Parade. If you have the NSN app, you'll be able to tune in and listen to everything that's happening on Fifth Avenue, and especially the stuff that's going on near our broadcast booth, where there will be both audio and video. If you're home and you want to watch at NahumSiegel.com, the video of everything happening at the Celebrate Israel Parade, that is, uh, that's able to be done as well. Uh, I want to take this opportunity to thank those who have made the parade show possible. We mentioned yesterday... Our incredible friends at J Drugs, Ronnie and Larry Birnbaum, uh, on Avenue J and their other locations, who again have declared how important it is to them to celebrate Israel. They love the parade and they love the incredible spirit of the day. And I thank them for again being part of our uh, really unique broadcast and webcast from Fifth Avenue in New York City. A big thank you to our friends at the... Um, American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem, who again have uh, demonstrated an amazing commitment to celebrate Israel. And we thank them for uh, stepping up for our big parade broadcast. And a special thank you to our friends at Kitchen Sink as well, K-I-T-C-H-N-S-Y-N-C-H. Uh, they as well, I always uh, get a chuckle out of the spelling. That's what makes them unique, and they're amazing and incredible, and they're going to join us Sunday as well. So a big thank you to uh, Doug Sokloff and everybody at Kitchen Sink. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmandtheam.org. News from Israel coming up. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next. Boker Tov from שרפת קוצים גדולה סמוך לבית שמש, כתבנו יותם ברגר. 18 צוותי כיבוי וארבעה מטוסים פועלים להשתלט על האש שפרצה בנחל סורק באזור בית שמש. הקבעים נאבקים בלהבות כבר למעלה משעה, ובדקות האחרונות מדווחים שהם מתקרבים להשגת שליטה. ילדה בת שש שנשכחה לכמה דקות ברכב בפתח תקווה נפגעה באורח קל. היא פונתה לבית החולים שניידר בעיר. יעל דן שוחחה בגלץ עם הרופא המטפל בילדה, הדוקטור יחזקאל וייסמן, מנהל למחלקה לרפואה דחופה בשניידר. אם משאירים תינוק ברכב סגור מעל עשר דקות, הטמפרטורה עולה לשישים מעלות ויותר. לשמחתנו הפגיעה היא קלה. מכיוון שזה קרה בשעות הבוקר המוקדמות, פה לשמחתנו נמנע אסון כבד, בזה שהייתה פה ערנות של מטפלת. בתל מונד, שלושה בתים נשרפו כליל בעקבות אש שהתפרצה בשדה קוצים, והאחזה בבתים ובלוני הגז הסמוכים עליהם. איש לא נפגע. כוחות הכיבוי פועלים באזור. שיבושים ניכרים גם בתנועת הרכבות, כתבנו אלדר גילרן. 
ברכבת הודיעו כי בשל עומס החום הכבד שהוביל להתחממות המסילות הוחלט להגביל את מהירות התנועה ל-80 קמ"ש. בעקבות כך ייתכנו עיכובים בלוחות הזמנים של הרכבת בכל הארץ. ציבור הנוסעים נקרא להתעדכן בשינויים. בעקבות עומס החום משרד הבריאות מפרסם הנחיות לציבור. כתבתנו יערה שפירא. משרד הבריאות קורא לציבור ובפרט לאוכלוסיית הקשישים ולחולים במחלות כרוניות להימנע ככל האפשר מחשיפה לחום ולשמש. עוד מומלץ להימנע ממאמץ גופני שאינו הכרחי, להקפיד לשתות מים ולהימצא במקומות ממוזגים. שר האוצר כחלון צפוי להציג בקרוב את צעדיו בתחום הדיור. כתבתנו יונה לייבזון. שר האוצר עורך סבב התייעצויות עם מנכ"לי המשרדים השונים וגורמי המקצוע בתחום הנדל"ן בממשלה וגם נפגש עם הנגידה קרנית פלוג על הנושא. בקרוב הוא צפוי להציג את צעדיו, מחיר למשתכן עם קרקע במחיר אפסי, העלאת מס רכישה ופטור זמני ממס שבח במכירה. וסגן שר האוצר איציק כהן הביע בשיחה עם יעל דן בגל"צ תמיכה בשר כחלון שהחליט לא לעסוק בעניין מונופול הגז בגלל קשריו עם איש העסקים קובי מימון. לדעתי הוא קיבל החלטה טובה. יותר מזה, הוא יכל להעביר את הטיפול אליי כסגנו, אבל גם זה הוא העדיף להרחיק כמה שיותר בכדי למנוע לזה שפתיים. שוחחנו על זה, בסוף קיבל החלטה שלא, להרחיק את זה כמה שיותר, שלא תהיה לזה שפתיים חלילה של פוטנציאל כלשהו לניגוד עניינים. וגם, למרות הירי מרצועת עזה, קונצרט משותף למען השלום בהשתתפות ישראלים ותושבי הרצועה יתקיים בעוד שבוע על הגבול לציון שנה למבצע צוק איתן. דוקטור מוסטפא, פעיל חברתי, תושב עזה, סיפר לגל"צ, למרות איומי חמאס, אגיע לישראל בכל מחיר. אני מאמין בשלום ולעולם לא אוותר על התקווה. אלה החדשות שעורך אילן אהרונוב. I start my year I approach it all with caution and a bit of fear I don't want to flip out like my older brother did he's been learning 20 years and now has 12 kids but there's about these words of Torah that I find with a deep impression there upon my mind so I Just a bit I let those holy words in And before I know it I'm flipping it Through a world Through a lifetime Full of meaning I'm flipping it And behind me All the emptiness I'm leaving You've got televisions Your big money And fast food I'm gonna spend my life As a full-time crew Na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na Or at my brother's place My doubts are slowly leaving me without a trace I see with my own eyes the Torah life that they live there And I've never seen 
Wednesday morning with Flippin' In off of the Pure Soul CD here at JM in the AM. Ten minutes after seven o'clock. Good morning. It's Wednesday at JM in the AM. Tonight, Congregation 8 Chaim on 73rd Avenue in Kew Gardens Hills presents the Sheer HaChodesh for Women 10-Year Celebration. Uh, they're inviting everybody to celebrate 10 years of the Sheer HaChodesh for Women by Women at Eitz Chaim, as they recognize all their sponsors, supporters, and those who've made the 10 years possible. The program begins at 7.15 tonight with Rebetzin Abbey, Rebetzin Abbey Lerner on the topic of when science and soul collide. This year is sponsored by Lisa and Marshall Jaffe. 
Uh, at 8.30, there'll be an elegant cold buffet enhanced by live music featuring violinist Stephanie Kurtzman. That's all happening in Congregation 8 Chaim tonight, and that's located at 147-1973rd Avenue in Kew Gardens Hills. The Shira Chodesh for Women is a major uh, initiative that Eitz Chaim undertook, obviously, 10 years ago as they celebrate their 10 years. So we wish them a Mazal Tov, and tonight's the big event, and I know a lot of people out there are going to be attending and enjoying. 11 minutes after the hour, 68 degrees, afternoon thunderstorms, a high temperature of 82. Uh, I want to thank our friends at OnlySimchas.com. They continue to feature a whole bunch of great things that are going on in this show every single day, and I thank them for that. And um, anybody out there who has not seen the brand new OnlySimchas.com, they have done quite a job, not just in the Simcha department, and they do have a lot of Simchas, <laughs> a lot, my gosh. Uh, but they've done a great job in uh, in terms of um, featuring uh, interesting and unique news stories that the Jewish world would be interested in. So check it out. You'll see their new format and their new approach. And it is uh, to be admired. PC Guy says it's 104 degrees in Modi'in. They're expecting a temperature, a high temperature today of 108. Wow. So, yes, Yerushalayim is one of the cooler spots. They're only expecting 98 degrees today. Unbelievable. Brand new Miami at JM in the AM.
Mizrech, Mizrech, Mare, Mare, Le Malo, Le Mato, Le Malo, Le Mato, Durem, Durem, Tofen, Tofen, Le Malo, Le Mato, Le Malo, Le Mato, Mizrech, Mizrech, Mare, Mare, Le Malo, Le Mato, Le Malo, Le Mato, Durem, Durem, Tofen, Tofen, Le Malo, Le Mato, Le Malo, Le Mato,
J.M. in the A.M., 26 minutes after the hour. Well, um, whoever said that it's supposed to be 112 today in a lot, they were only slightly mistaken based on the <laughs> weather forecast we're looking at. It's supposed to be 112 tomorrow. Today's only supposed to be 109. Unbelievable. The weather in Israel is as hot as uh, you can imagine. And today, the high in a lot is 109, Thursday 112, Friday down to 96. Imagine that. Unbelievable. Uh, I want to thank those who have been commenting on our app uh, who are in Israel and enjoying, quote-unquote, the weather. I thank everybody who comments on our app. It's much appreciated. I want to remind everybody, and I see this on our events calendar, so if you go to nachomsigl.com or jmnam.org and you go to the events calendar, the community calendar, you'll see it there. The um, OU Advocacy Teach NJS event is tonight, and I cannot stress, yesterday I tried very hard to stress it as much as I could. I cannot stress it anymore. Uh, a group of day schools and yeshivas have been discussing the need to increase government funding to Jewish education. And um, tonight, a congregation, Renat Yisrael, the Teach NJS initiative takes its next serious step. And anybody available this evening, especially in the Bergen County area, you are encouraged to attend. One of the most important things, and we discussed this yesterday, one of the most important things is to actually show up, to be counted, let the government officials realize, let them see in front of their own eyes that there are people, hundreds of people in our community who are concerned about this issue and want something done about this issue. Join the launch of Teach NJ Students, the partnership of the New Jersey Jewish Community and the Orthodox Union Advocacy Center. It's 8 o'clock tonight, Congregation Renat Yisrael, 389 West Englewood Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. Hear about a unified statewide initiative to help fund Jewish education. Help the New Jersey Jewish community build a grassroots advocacy movement that can dramatically increase the funding for our children's education. Reserve your seat at the event. Uh, go to advocacy.ou.org, advocacy.ou.org. It's in partnership with the Jewish Federation of Northern New Jersey. There are a bunch of participating schools. And again, as we emphasized yesterday, immediate action is necessary for this to, and, and serious action by everybody out there who's available, is necessary in order to make this work. So please, teach NJS. The launch is tonight. It's at Renat Yisrael on West Englewood Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. Starts at 8 p.m. Do your best to be there. Very, very important. Before Lipa Schmelzer and the Mizrach selection, you heard Benny Friedman and Bum Bum. Bisimcha done by uh, Miami Boys Choir. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. The essence of repentance is tshuva, tefillah, prayer, and tzedakah, charity. We learn it is mavirin esroya hagzera. It has the power to remove an evil decree. There's a great difference between the three. Tefillah and tzedakah, prayer and charity can exist simultaneously with sin. Batshuva erases the sin. If there is no sin, so there is no onesh, no punishment. Why does the Torah tell us, Mavirin, that it removes? Why doesn't it say, Mevatel, it completely annihilates the sin? 
The, the Medrash Rabba relates that Nebuchadnezzar once dreamed a very terrifying dream. It was interpreted by Daniel. Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar that he would be exiled to the forest and he would look like one of the wild animals of the field. He would eat the grass. His hair and nails would grow so long until he would realize that Hashem rules the world. Then he would be returned to his kingdom. Daniel gave Nebuchadnezzar an Eitzah to be mevatel the Gezerah, to annul the decree by giving tzedakah. Nebuchadnezzar then opened his storehouses to the poor people. About a year later, he became comfortable and he instructed that all the storehouses should be closed. At that moment, he lost his mind and he was banished to the forest. It was seven years before he raised his eyes towards heaven and acknowledged that Hashem is the ruler of the world. At that time, he was returned to the kingdom. The Chavetz Chaim gives a mushal of a running river dividing two parcels of land which can't be crossed. It cuts off communication between two people. In order to establish communication, they either have to create a riverbed in between or build a bridge across the river. It's certainly easier to build a bridge. However, if the bridge breaks, the person will fall back into the water and drown. That's the difference between tshuva and tzedakah. Tzedakah builds a bridge. Tshuva dries up the Avera. When Nebuchadnezzar opened his storehouses, he held back the Gezera. But the moment he closed them, the bridge broke and he fell back into the water. The Gezera was still intact. The Zohar tells us that when a person commits a sin, he creates a Mekatrig, an accuser who stands before Hashem. When one does tshuva, even if it's not tshuva shalema, still Hashem will take away the Mekatrig. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. and the A.M. on this Wednesday as we get ready to celebrate Israel this Sunday. My gosh, it's going to be quite a day. We've got the parade, of course, up Fifth Avenue. We'll be there as um, you pass by in the mid-60s on Fifth Avenue. You'll notice an Alchem Siegel Network booth as we will broadcast audio and video around the world on our site. And um, the celebration, of course, uh, is not limited to Fifth Avenue, as many of you know. There is uh, this year a Celebrate Israel festival that's taking place in New York City from 2 p.m. until 7 p.m. on Pier 94 in New York City. And Gil Galanos is with us live via telephone. Gil is the executive director of Israel & Co. He um, he serves as uh, co-chair of the Israeli-American Council, the IAC of New York, an organization that's building an active and giving Israeli-American community throughout the United States in order to strengthen the state of Israel and to provide a bridge to the Jewish-American community. Gil Galonos, welcome to JM in the AM. Welcome and Boker Tov. Boker Tov. Did I pronounce the name correctly? Pronounce it perfectly. Tadarabah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Whose idea was it? to celebrate Israel not only on Fifth Avenue, but to extend it all the way to Pier 94 and have a Celebrate Israel Festival this Sunday. Yeah, it's a Celebrate Israel Day, if you will. It starts with a, with a parade, 
which is a wonderful tradition that everybody knows about, of course. And um, and we chose to do uh, our celebration, the Celebrate Israel Festi- uh, Festival, at that day, uh, which is bar- part of a big celebration that is happening in many other locations. Started in uh, Los Angeles, um, and uh, Boston is having the same day, and Miami, and, and Vegas, and uh, and now New York City. Um, and the reason that we're doing it the same day, not only that it's in done uh, in partnership with the JCRC and uh, with the support of UJA and many other organizations, we wanted it. Uh, we wanted the Jewish, uh, the Jewish American community, to take uh, an active part in it. We wanted it to be uh, the Celebrate Israel Day, where people are going to the parade, showing the support, and then continuing to a wonderful celebration at Pier 94. All right, what are some of the things you're offering at Pier 94? What will people be able to enjoy? Well, I think it's all the way, depending on your age and what's interesting for you, but it's all the way from uh, big performance by Rita, uh, the famous singer, uh, Rinat, uh, who is a, who is a star, superstar for, uh, for the, for the kids, um, not only the Israeli American, uh, the Israelis, uh, but also the Jewish Americans. As I hear, Rinat is a big star. And right. my girls are very excited to, to <laughs> see her. Uh, there are a lot of other activities for kids. There are uh, for adults. Uh, you know, last night, uh, David Blatt, uh, head coach for Cleveland and formerly the head coach for Maccabi Tel Aviv, um, has won the Eastern Conference. And uh, two of David's players, former players, Derek Sharp and David Blue, are going to be there. So if you want to play one-on-one with Derek Sharp, you'd you better come. Oh, that's great. We saw Derek Sharp in, uh, in, well, at that time it was called Nokia. Uh, we saw him and his team play and, uh, that's great. Yeah. A, c- a couple of, uh, Maccabi players will be here on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Gil Galanos is with us live via telephone. The Celebrate Israel Festival 2015 happens this Sunday from 2 p.m. until 7 p.m. on Pier 94 in New York City. There is a website that gives you an opportunity not just to buy tickets, but you'll see all the attractions listed there and everything that's available to your family. It's CelebrateIsraelFestival.com, CelebrateIsraelFestival.com. And as Gil pointed out, uh, there's a special page for New York because these festivals are going on throughout the entire country. Well, Gil, you and I know that anybody serious about a relationship with the State of Israel uh, most likely has moved there at some point over the last few decades. Uh, is it possible to really give a tremendous spirit of Israel uh, to those of us who still remain here in the United States? Well, you know, it's the best that you can get out of Israel, that's for sure. Um, I encourage people to visit Israel and to move to Israel, um, and we're planning to do so also in the future, coming back to, to our homeland. But in the meantime, while you're here, the best way to celebrate the existence of the country and the miracle, if you will, is to come uh, on Sunday uh, and, and, and enjoy the, the big party and celebration with everybody. So I highly encourage everybody to come. Tickets are very, very cheap. There are going to be shuttles from... Uh, from the parade to the festival, to the festival, and, and that's going to make uh, everybody's life uh, very easy. I highly encourage buying tickets before because I do expect uh, expect us to be sold out before ahead of time. The IAC has done this festival in New York before, or this is the first time? Oh, this is the first time that we bring 10,000 people together in New York City. Uh, 10,000, about half of them, if not more, are going to be Israelis. 
uh, that immigrated to the U.S. or children of Israelis that immigrated to the U.S. and the rest of them are the supportive Jewish uh, American community. Uh, as I mentioned, it, it, it has been happening. Uh, the festival is the fourth year that it's happened in, uh, in L.A. Right. And it's the first time that it's happening in Boston and Vegas and Miami also this year. How, what's the reaction there? What's the reaction in places like Boston and Vegas to this type of festival? Boston is happening also on Sunday for the first time together with us. Right. Uh, the rest of the places, it was amazing. L.A. is like 15,000 people uh, for the fourth year. Um, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Uh, the level of people uh, that are coming, the celebrities that are coming to this event, um, and also the the people that are enjoying Israel in a in a very unique way. You, you will be able, uh, as a participant, to touch Israel in different uh, aspects. Like you you will be able to see the Kotel and uh, and put a note uh, that will <laughs> later on be taken to Israel. Uh, and you'll be able to play in the Dead Sea and uh, many other attractions. But uh, I don't want, I, I want you guys to be curious. So you need to come and see for yourself. Celebrate Israel's mission is to bridge between communities by celebrating the state of Israel and educating through music. Art and culture. The event is this coming Sunday. It is attached, of course, to the Celebrate Israel Parade in New York City. The uh, festival takes place from 2 p.m. until 7 p.m. at Pier 94 in New York City. You go to the website, CelebrateIsraelFestival.com, CelebrateIsraelFestival.com. All the information you need is there and gives a, and, and yet another opportunity, another opportunity to celebrate Israel is being offered to uh, the New York, New Jersey area. So everybody should go and enjoy and participate in uh, in this wonderful event. And as you'll see on the website, by the way, you have support from everywhere. Uh, there are all types of sponsors from all types of industries, uh, from all across the religious spectrum and the cultural spectrum. You've really been able to bring a lot of different types of people under one roof. Yes, definitely. I mean, the idea was is to connect all the community together in one day to celebrate Israel. I oh. think it's very important. Um, and, and, yes, the entire community um, decided to join, as I mentioned, many organizations. We have 70 vendors, a lot of food, uh, uh, kosher food uh, providers. Um, it's going to be fun. Uh, Gil Galanos is the executive director of Israel and Co. and serves as co-chair of the Israeli-American Council of New York. What do you think of the big news story today, that it's going to be 112 degrees in a lot? <laughs> well, at least they've got the beach and uh, and the pool, so they're having fun. Yeah, good attitude, Gil. Very positive attitude. I like that. If you're gonna have a hundred, if you're gonna have a hundred and twelve, figure out the best way to enjoy it outdoors. Simple as that. You know, here it's not hundred, but you sweat like a dog. So at least there you can enjoy the beach and have fun with your family. There you have it, Gil. We look forward to seeing you Sunday. Tadara Ban Kolakavod. Have a great day. Gil Galanos. The festival happening in New York this coming Sunday. CelebrateIsraelFestival.com. 19 minutes before 8 o'clock. It's JM in the AM.
Maishi Menlo, it's off the Nostalgia album, which was just released, and we get an opportunity this Monday. Uh, Shia Menlowitz is going to join us. We're actually going to uh, take a look back at some of the oldies but goodies. Maishi Menlowitz includes on this brand new CD 26 classics, and we'll have a chance to uh, spend some time in yesteryear <laughs> with that brand new album on Monday morning here at JM and the AM, so make sure to be tuned in. Someone pointed out the other day how it sounded like... Uh, 
It sounded like they were listening to the radio back in elementary school, like 25 years ago or so. Well, that's the goal of the uh, return to yesteryear with albums like this, like the Nostalgia Selection, the Nostalgia Offering from Maishi Menluit. So we'll talk about that Monday here at JM in the AM. 68 degrees, thunderstorms, a high of 82, hot weather in Israel, as we've been mentioning. Happy and healthy birthday to Terry Blank Nydick of Rockaway, New Jersey. That comes from Phil and Miriam in the Springfield to a true extraordinary friend. Happy birthday, Terry Blank Nydick of Rockaway, New Jersey, from all of us here at JM in the AM. Uh, reminding everybody again, Bergen County, the launch of the Teach NJ students. It happens tonight in this big meeting going on in... Uh, Teaneck, Congregation Renat Yisrael, 389 West Englewood Avenue in Teaneck. Make sure you're there. Hear about a unified statewide initiative to help fund Jewish education. This is such an important first step. Um, if government officials and others do not see a serious effort from our community, then you can forget about a real future uh, in terms of uh, government assistance. But if they see a uh, a real reaction and a real show of force and a real interest, people who care coming out trying to solve this problem, then chances are there'll be good results. So please try your best to be there tonight in the Teaneck, New Jersey, for that initial meeting of Teach NJ students. I uh, want to again uh, wish a mazel tov to the Shira Chodesh for Women by Women group at Eitz Chaim, uh, which is uh, located, Congregation Eitz Chaim is located at 147-1973rd Avenue in Kew Gardens Hills. Uh, tonight they have a major celebration of their 10 years of Shira Chodesh for Women by Women. They'll recognize their sponsors, supporters, and those who made the 10 years possible. 7.15, the presentation begins with Speaker Rebetzin Abbey Lerner on the topic of when science and soul collide. Shira is sponsored by Lisa and Marshall Jaffe. 8.30 p.m., there'll be an elegant buffet enhanced by live music featuring violinist Stephanie Kurtzman. So that's all happening tonight. We say mazal tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Here are the Weinrib Brothers.
J.M. and the A.M., those are the Weinrib Brothers. Nigun Simcha is the name of that one. My name is Nachum Siegel. It's a Wednesday, two minutes before 8 o'clock, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Uh, well... With us live via telephone is Rabbi Ari Katz. Rabbi Katz is program director and dean of overseas students at Yeshivat Karim Biyavne. Karim Biyavne, which is one of the most uh, incredible yeshivot in Israel, with an amazing history, and the first of the Hezder yeshivot. And you know what we think of Hezder yeshivot, those yeshivot that combine Torah study with army service in the IDF. The American Friends of Yeshivat Karim Biavna have their 45th annual New York dinner coming up. Could you imagine? 45 years already. Uh, Wednesday, June 3rd. It's a week from tonight at the Museum of Jewish Heritage on Battery Place in the Lower Manhattan. Everybody's encouraged to attend. Uh, you could do all of the uh, reservations online. We'll discuss all that coming up. Rabbi Ari Katz, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum, very much. I'm happy to be here, um, and uh, I'm always happy to speak to you. I appreciate that. Before we talk about the dinner, and I know it's a big occasion and it's a big year, and there are a lot of people in this audience that have tremendous feelings, really good feelings about Karim Biavna, so you're likely going to have a really large crowd. But before we talk about all that, why don't you update us about what's happening at the Yeshiva, about its growth, about its American program, how it continues to maintain such an amazing reputation. You know, it's very hard to stay at the top, Rabbi Katz. You know that, right? Yes, you're 100% <laughs> right, Nachum. You see that in all fields, in, in, in sports, in business. Uh, but we, but look, first of all, of course, Siyat Dishmaya, Siyat you know, has, has really helped us uh, succeed. Uh, we've been around, this is really, it's our 45th dinner, but we, the dinner concept only started a few years into the yeshiva's uh, History. We're, this is our 62nd year wow. of being uh, Mirz Baruch Hashem around. Uh, we were, you know, founded in 1953. Uh, and Baruch Hashem, I think that the answer, besides the Siyat of Ishmael, is our a great reputation. I mean, uh, the reputation, of course, uh, comes from the, the staff that we've had, uh, the, specifically the overseas staff, which has really been uh, something which the, the Rabbin have been around for over 25, some even 30 years. And I think when the, the rabbi and the staff is there, the core of the staff has been around so long that, of course, helps the reputation. And uh, like like we know, the boys who come every year, and Baruch Hashem, the, the, the quality is so so great, they're our best recruiters. They just show the way for the next year. And they come here, and I can tell you now, uh, we have this week, and I'm in from Israel, we have two uh, parent meetings in the New York, New Jersey area where you know, the parents of the incoming students, I can tell you that we're very happy with the students we have coming in. Uh, you know, Baruch Hashem, we have many students who are staying a second year, and you asked what's new in Yeshiva, I think a new concept is the third year. And a lot of parents have uh, been agreeing to let their son stay even for a third year in Yeshiva, which is something which we're amazed at, and you know, it only helps us. Does the third year automatically lead to a fourth year is my question. Uh, well, here you have to be careful. You have to really spread, uh, spread very carefully because, as you know, uh, you know that this is already a, a type of sacrifice for the parents and for the kids that they're pushing their lives, quote-unquote, off for a couple of years 
before they start. Uh, they go to college, uh, and uh, so, you know, the third year is already for us a Kiddush, which, you know, we're very happy. And we're, I always tell the guys they have to thank their parents for letting them do that. Yeah, no question uh, about you, that. You, you'll be surprised. <laughs> We've had a few students the last couple of years who have, with, of course, the parents' consent, uh, just that, you know, they just stay in Israel. Oh, and, don't uh, worry. Nothing surprises me when it comes to uh, that, they, that's for they, sure. <laughs> they, they'll stay in Israel, and then they'll either continue learning a few more years in yeshiva, or they'll go and to, to, to university in Eretz Israel. And we even have some who make Aliyah officially and, and uh, do volunteer army. Rabbi Ari, oh, sorry. We have it all. So we have the guys doing army as well. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Baruch Hashem. Rabbi Ari Katz is with us. Karen Biavna dinner a week from tonight. The, uh, it's funny when, when you mentioned second year, a lot of parents shudder. Now that you've, <laughs> now that you've mentioned third year and have tried to uh, mainstream that, I can imagine how some of the parents are reacting. Um, the, uh, what is it like? And I'm sure you've done this and I, and I know that the Rabbeim and the Rosh Yeshiva and so many people that are, uh, responsible for the, for the students, uh, what is it like when you visit the students at the army base? What is it like when you visit the students who are, as we know from very, very, very recent Jewish history, who are in very dangerous situations? What is that whole experience like? So, so Nachum, you, you, you basically touched on a very, uh, very emotional and sensitive uh, point. I mean, look, uh, we are proud of the fact that, like you said at the beginning, that we combine the Hester combine the army and the learning, what would they call in the, the Gemara, the Safra, the Saifa, the Sefer in one hand, and the Saif, the sword in the other hand. And when you go, and we even try to encourage the overseas students to come on these visits, because we do visit the, the, the soldiers very often, uh, I would say average of once to twice a week, depending on the army's permission for us to come visit, uh, and you, you just you get chills, because you see these guys, uh, in the army uniforms, sweating, dirty, uh, but and they'll have a safer in their pocket. They're, you come there, and you know the Roshiva, the Rabbeim will come visit them, and they'll be, they'll, they'll go. The, 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 the officers will let them come to Yerushir in one of the tents. Um, it just and, and the guys stay up, and it, even though it's hard to keep their eyes open after you know they're, they're really you know training and everything like that, but they do it, and it's a remarkable thing because there's two ideals here, which are to them. Very important, the learning and serving the country through the army, and it's an unbelievable thing. I'll go. I'll, I'll even tell you more. I was in Shavuos, Yeshiva for Shavuos, and many of the soldiers who got off for Shavuos, they didn't go home. They didn't go to their parents and their nice, comfortable bed, and then probably their mother's very delicious food. They came to Yeshiva to learn in Yeshiva, to sleep in a Yeshiva bed, to have the Yeshiva food, which is not bad. <laughs> I'm saying Yeshiva food is bad. I think Yeshiva food, Baruch Hashem, is okay. But these are guys who realized they couldn't have gone home for Shavuos. Right. They got off in the army, but they decided they made the decision to come to Karabiyavne because that's what they felt their home is. They want, they know in the army they can't learn as much, so that when they have the time off, they will come to Yeshiva to recharge those batteries. Yeah, from what I hear, the food's a lot better than it was in my day. That's what I, I hear. I think so, <laughs> yes. Malcolm, I think so, yes. Where are you from? Are you from New York originally? I well, no, I'm originally, well, yeah, my parents, my parents made Aliyah when I was uh, 12 and a half from Elizabeth, New Jersey. Ah, wow. So, uh, I've been in Israel now, uh, for 35 years. Now, uh, you're, you're the head of the overseas program. How does it compare to the old days? I mean, uh, I, well, I remember the time when, uh, when there were just a handful of, uh, of guys coming <laughs> from this area to Karambiavden. And then, of course, it swelled to the point where you were, I would guess, probably close to, I don't know, 
uh, 100 Anglos uh, in the right. yeshiva, maybe we, even more. What's it like today? So we average, I would say, anywhere between uh, you know, 80 and, and, and 100 guys, depending on the year. Wow. Uh, now, the fact that you mentioned the Israel Overseas Program, when I talk to the older alumni, like yourself, and probably even older than you, uh, they they always say program what program? Right. <laughs> we, were, we were one yeshiva. So I want to tell you, Nachum, I and I tell this to the parents, I tell this to the children, tell this to the to the kids that you know we're a Hester yeshiva and we're an Israeli yeshiva, and our goal is to integrate the guys as much as possible within the yeshiva, not to have that too much separate. Of course, look, they have, we we all understand that you know we want to show them the countries. We have the tulim for them. We have shabbatonim for them. But otherwise, when they're in the yeshiva, we really try to knock down the barriers and that they should be one yeshiva. That's why they dorm together in the rooms. There's no such thing as a room with four overseas students. And they also, you know, eat the same chadar ochel. They learn the same bit midrash, of course. And, you know, in, in general, they're just, we try very hard that they should be one. They learn chadruta with each other. And so the, the program that we have today, of course, thank God we've grown. So it's become a program. But... I would say, for all practical causes, we really like to have them as one within the issue. Yeah, in my day, the program, the overseas program, was to integrate into the regular program. That was the program. Right, right. But we still do that, but today, because of the, the larger amount, and maybe, I would say, maybe a little different mentalities, and, but in general, uh, we see it, Baruch Hashem, there is integration. The guys get along. We, I'll even show, share with you uh, that we have, uh, and we're doing the trying to do this more, to have throughout the year... A Shabbos where the overseas boys will go to an Israeli boy's house for Shabbos. Hmm. Because we feel that, again, that's, I think, Achtis in, 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 the, in the highest level. Yeah, look, well, I mean, I've said it many times, and there's no question that, uh, as far as I'm concerned, to maximize that Israel experience is uh, probably the best way to approach those post-high school years. Just my opinion, of course. I always seem to get criticized somehow whenever I say something like that. Anyway, uh, I, we I get, think you're right. Yeah, I, I, I know right. you think I'm right. That I know. <laughs> Rabbi Ari Katz is with us. The 45th annual New York dinner for the 62-year-old Yeshivat Karim Biavna happens this coming Wednesday, a week from tonight at the Museum of Jewish Heritage. This is. All, we'll, we'll talk about the honorees in a minute. It, it's always a great event. There always seems to be a wonderful celebration when you guys come together in New York for this event. Uh, we try very hard. I mean, you, you have to tell you that maybe dinner isn't the most attractive thing in the world today. But no, the guys come out, I think, the, the alumni, the parents, because they feel loyalty to the issue. They feel, of course, a kind of told what the yeshiva gave them, what they gave their children. So it's always a beautiful thing of the Rosh Yeshiva. When Greenberg comes in, especially for this, and uh, and uh, you know, he, I think, gets nacha from seeing the alumni coming. Uh, you know, throughout the year, we do have other events. If it's learning events, if it could be Malava Malkas, because with that, the Kesher, the guys, the alumni ask for that. They want it. They want to keep the Kesher. When a guy leaves the Yeshiva, we always tell them, that he's leaving maybe physically, but he's part of the KBY family. He always remained like that, and just like a family, when the cho- children maybe move out of the house, the parents, of course, always have a kesher of them. So, so same thing here. We really try to nurture that and keep in touch with them years afterwards. Will the Rosh Hashiva be in town the Shabbos before or after the dinner? And, no, he's coming for a short time just because look, he, he is the Rosh Hashiva, the entire Yeshiva. So he has Baruch Hashem. He has a wedding, some weddings before, so when he's after, so he's coming from Monday to. To, uh, to, to Friday, 
And uh, I'll be here this Shabbos. I'm going to be in Teaneck this Shabbos, giving you in one of the shuls. All right. The awardees this coming Wednesday, a week from tonight in New York City, Yitzin Gila Stern, Rabbi Alicia Rodney, and Elisheva Weiss, and uh, uh, Michael and Julie Weingarten. What could you tell us about those who've stepped forward to help the yeshiva at this time? Okay, so about the Stern, so Baruch Hashem, uh, they've been long-time friends of the yeshiva. They had a son, Shlomo, who was there in Karen Biavne. So this is an example of parents, other alumnus, even though they didn't go, he didn't go to Karen Biavne, it's, but still they feel uh, the gratitude uh, because the yeshiva did for their son. Uh, but take Rabbi Weiss, uh, Rodney, like I called him back then, I, uh, he's two years younger than me, so my third year in yeshiva in the Hester program, uh, he came as on the American program, and we were close then, and we stayed in touch for Hashem, a wonderful mechanic. Uh, I met someone yesterday who had him as a sixth-grade Rebbe, a Terabiyadne <laughs> guy. So, Baruch Hashem, you know, he's, uh, again, one of the examples of our, of our uh, ambassadors out there who are teaching Torah. And Michael Weingarten, who's the young alumnus uh, awardee, uh, saying that also, I, Baruch Hashem, stayed in touch with him. He's been in Yeshiva a number of years ago. He met his brother, and, uh, again, a very lovely boy who... Uh, really is willing and has told me that he's got so much of the yeshiva that he did, the yeshiva changed his life, basically, and he wants to give back. So that's, uh, you know, that, those, those are the honorees we have. The Stearns are from Teaneck, New Jersey. The Weiss is uh, Rabbi and Rebbitson of Merkaz Yisrael in Marine Park, Brooklyn. And um, the Wine Gardens are in Holliswood, New York. Information about all of this, you can go to the KBY website. Karen Biavna website is kby.org. KBY.org. Dinner co-chairs for Wednesday. Emmanuel Adler, Benjamin Kamenetsky, and Rabbi Ben Kelson. They are all serving as dinner co-chairs. And uh, Rabbi Katz, the easiest way to reserve for the dinner is, in fact, to go online, right? Right, yes. Online, or you can call the office, but online is the easiest way, yeah. Um, the, uh, the journal deadline is coming up. Everybody is encouraged to uh, get those reservations and ads in for the Karen the dinner. It's the 45th New York dinner, and it happens Wednesday night, June the 3rd, at the Museum of Jewish Heritage. It's Battery Place in Lower Manhattan. Again, it's kby.org for information. You'll see at the bottom of the dinner information, it says proceed to RSVP online. You can take care of the entire thing right there, kby.org. What's the phone number in the office there? Uh, now you've got me to, oh, um, One second. Uh, maybe uh, I can find it. Hang on. <laughs> the phone I'm number. Israel. I'm used to being in Israel. Over yeah, there. that's not a problem. The phone number is 718-645-3130. Again, that's 718-645-3130. You can go ahead and uh, use the phone number to make reservations for the American Friends of Yeshivat Karen Biad and the Dinner. You can also email them ny at kby.org, ny at kby.org. Or by Ari Katz serves as the... Uh, Director of the Overseas Students at Yeshivat Karen Biavna. He's getting ready for an amazing night on Wednesday, June the 3rd. Thank you, Rabbi Katz. Good luck and best regards to everybody at Karen Biavna. Thank you, Nachum. And like I always tell you, you're invited to come visit anytime you want, okay, to see your, you know, the, where, where you learned a number of years ago. We're always happy to have the older alumni come and see how the Yeshiva is doing. And, uh, very little has changed, Baruch Hashem. I really got to come by. I got to see it. You have to come by. You have to come it by. It has been a long time. <laughs> it has been a long time. I really got to come by. Hope to do that. My thanks are by Ari Katz. 13 minutes after 8 o'clock. It's a Wednesday at JM in the AM.
saviv enai khui sei saviv enai khui kulam 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 nikbetsu
La 
Wednesday morning with Baruch Levine. It's called Samchem. Sholi before that, off of the Simcha Belibi CD. You heard the New York Boys Choir in there. We opened up that set with Kolachai and Se'i Saviv here at JMNAM. Afternoon thunderstorms, a high temperature of 82. We're at 68 right now. It's Wednesday at JMNAM. Yoni Pollock is with us live via telephone. When I heard and saw some of the photos about what he went through down in Houston, Texas over the last couple of days, I asked if he would join us on the air and give us a report and a perspective of what's going on. When we heard over Yuntif that there were um, flood conditions in Texas, so obviously we care about everybody and are concerned about anybody who's uh, suffering, but uh, you start thinking about some of the people we may know and some of the communities we may be closest with down in Texas, and sure enough, some of the communities were hit hard down there. Yoni Pollock, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you very much for having me. I'm glad I'm able to uh, get on the phone here. Sorry. Yeah, what's going on down there? You're in Houston. Uh, we we started hearing about this as Yuntif was uh, coming to an end. When did the rain start down there? Uh, so the rain started just about as uh, as we actually went to Dobbin Minsa here in, in Houston, and... Uh, we can leave off the Shulamar of thunderstorms, lightning, but uh, never expected to get as bad as uh, 
questions it ended up getting. And, uh, and we're talking about the, we're talking about Monday. We're talking about the last day on. We're yeah, talking about Monday night. I mean, it's been raining a bit uh, the last few weeks, but uh, and then eventually it all adds up as we as we learned last night. But uh, yeah, it really started getting bad, obviously last night. And that means that in a house like yours, where you live, you're in many feet. It's it's un, it's there are many feet of water in the house. Uh, four feet, yeah, last night. Uh, did you guys have to evacuate? So, uh, it's me and my, my two parents, and, uh, we made this decision early to stick it out, and, uh, maybe that wasn't the best decision. <laughs> but, uh, the, the waters rose way too quickly that it to the point that we decided not to. It was, uh, it was too late. And we had to stick it out on, on our kitchen counters for about eight hours last night until we finally got rescued by a raft at about noon yesterday. Wow. Unbelievable. So Monday night, you're sitting on the kitchen counters, and that's where you're relaxing during the whole thing, and then you end up getting uh, rescued sometime yesterday. My gosh, unbelievable. How would you – what's it like everywhere? I mean, I, I assume that, you know, anybody near and far is affected by this, right? Yeah, the whole city is uh – Pretty much underwater last night. There was a uh, game for the Western Conference Finals with the Rockets game, and they told everyone, you know, you're, you're much better off just staying at Toyota Center. That was about 11 p.m., and uh, a lot of people stuck it out because they were not able to, to you know, you get to your cars, but you, you leave the stadium and there's floods all over the place. So several people stuck it out. They said they had people there until 6 a.m. Um, the whole city was pretty much underwater. This is a lot worse than. They had a tropical storm back in 2001, um, tropical storm Allison, which hit the community very hard, but this was a lot worse, and there was really no warning for it. Oh, boy. So there's somewhat of a precedent. How long does it take to recover from this? I mean, what what, what type of uh, what, what type of um, rebuilding are you going to encounter over the next few weeks and months? Uh, yeah, rebuilding. There's going to be – there's already construction in, neighbor, in the neighborhood with the streets and the – to actually help with the drainage, but now uh, there's going to be a lot more houses under construction. People are going to tear down, rebuild. It's, uh, the shul got flooded. Uh, I heard two feet. I haven't been able to make it there. Uh, there was a family that was supposed to have a bar mitzvah this week, and their house got flooded three feet, and they're scrambling. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a lot of construction, and uh, they'll rebuild though. This community's been through it before. Everyone supports everyone, and uh, we'll get through it. Unbelievable. Uh, are there other communities that would be close to our heart in Texas that are also under flood conditions? We know about Houston. Have you heard of others that are experiencing the same? Uh, I'm not. I'm honestly not really sure. I haven't, haven't been able to <laughs> to really hear about other communities right now. I know there, there there's really two big communities in Houston. The other one I heard had street flooding, but for the most part, uh, they were fine, but uh, yeah, I really, I really don't know as of now. So, what's today going to be like? You have any idea what today's, what's going to happen today, and what type of things you're going to have to do? Uh, so today, right now, I'm looking outside, and there's there's more thunder, and we're expecting more rain today. But uh, so hopefully the bayous could hold up this time. Today is going to be if we can make it through. There's going to be a lot of looking through the houses. Uh, seeing what, what else you could save. And then uh, a lot of people already have contractors and people coming in to tear up the walls, rip out the carpets, and, you know, already start the rebuild. I mean, people are ready this this quickly to start uh, to start getting that whole system underway? It's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, let's try to 
you know, leave the past as the past and try to move on as quickly as possible. Boy, unbelievable. Um, are, I, I assume that uh, there are synagogues and major synagogues that we would have heard of that have been damaged, right? I mean, I mean, you said that you know most, if not all, the shuls in the area you know suffered some type of damage, but there's some really well-known synagogues in your area, right? Yeah, United Orthodox synagogues, uh, the place where I daven at. They said I've heard they've had two feet, but there's like two buildings there. So like, there's one building that's already when they when they built it, they they put it up like five feet. So mm-hmm. I assume that's the place where we'll be we'll be uh, having our services and whatnot for the next probably few months. Right. And uh, as far as the other schools, I don't really know. I know there's uh, Beth Yisrael, one of the biggest conservative schools in the country, that. Uh, it's just a block or two away, and I think they were fine, but I don't really know. So there will be a minion this morning in Houston, Texas. As far as I know, yeah. Yeah, wow, unbelievable. Yoni Pollock, he's one of the people who uh, had to scramble and uh, uh, make sure to uh, stay on as high an area as possible overnight Monday night, and then was finally evacuated from the home, from his home, uh, yesterday at some point. Well, we wish you good luck and best regards to everybody down there. And if we could be of any help, uh, with anything, please let us know. Thank you. Much appreciated. Yoni Pollock down in Houston, Texas. We thought of this on, uh, on Monday as we heard about the weather forecast as Yuntov was ending, or I should say the weather that, uh, that the Texas area was getting when Yuntov was ending. Um, uh, again, as I said earlier, we, you know, obviously we're concerned about everybody and, Feel terrible for those who are in these types of situations and are suffering, but, uh, our immediate attention, of course, is on the communities down there that are close to a lot of people's hearts. Uh, in this case, the Houston Jewish community. And, uh, as you can hear, it was a pretty rough couple of days and they're not out of the woods yet. But in some ways, the rebuilding effort has already begun. It's nice to hear a young man, uh, publicly say hours after a disaster like this put the past behind us and start to rebuild quite an attitude i must say reminder this coming uh, actually tonight tonight at 8 p.m the teach nj students organization this brand new partnership of the new jersey jewish community and the orthodox union advocacy center gets together at congregation renat israel on west englewood avenue in teaneck that's tonight 8 p.m if you're serious about helping in the effort to have uh, the New Jersey state government consider funding even more than they do yeshiva education in this state, you are asked and encouraged to be there tonight. Congregation Renat Yisrael, West Englewood Avenue in Teaneck, starting at 8 p.m. Many participating schools, uh, a lot of very prominent individuals in our community, uh, Jewish leaders are calling on everybody to be there and to participate in this action. Uh, hopefully it'll have a major effect on the New Jersey state government. Information at OU, or at, at advocacy.ou.org, advocacy.ou.org. Make sure to be there this evening at 8 p.m. Congregation Renat Yisrael on West Englewood Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, also a, um, a reminder that our friends at OnlySimplas.com continue to update our community and world about all the different smachot, all the wonderful simchas going on in our community, engagements of Morty Yellen and Chani Klein, Mazel Tov, Mendy Weinberger and Suri Friedman, Mazel Tov, SD Goldstone, Navrami Freilich, Mazel Tov, a lot of great engagements and births and Mazel Tovs going on at OnlySimchas.com. In addition to that, they've gone ahead and have um, really expanded where they are reporting 
and featuring some amazing news stories from around the world that would really appeal and really do appeal to our community. Uh, so we highly uh, recommend that you check that out as um, OnlySimplas.com has expanded in that way, has really put on some, in some cases, some really heartwarming and incredible stories that you'll enjoy um, in addition to all the Simplas. So check out OnlySimplas.com. Let us know what you think. They're doing a great job over there. Reminder, the Shira Chodesh for Women by Women at Eitz Chaim happens tonight. Uh, the 10th anniversary celebration with Robinson Abbey Lerner on the topic of when science and soul collide. That's at Eitz Chaim, 147-1973rd Avenue in Kew Gardens Hills. This Sunday, you know what it is. It's Parade Day. Celebrate Israel Parade in New York City. Be there on 5th Avenue. We'll be there on 5th Avenue in the mid-60s starting at 11 a.m. with our webcast and videocast, which you can see at NahumSiegel.com and here on the NSN app and, of course, here on JMTheM.org. You can hear the entire proceedings. A big thank you to our friends at J Drugs, Ronnie and Larry Birnbaum. A big thank you to our friends at Kitchen Sink, Doug Sockloff and Company. Big thank you to the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Yerushalayim. They have gone ahead and made sure that we'll be able to uh, have as uh, sophisticated an operation as possible on Fifth Avenue in New York City this coming Sunday, as they all have encouraged us to celebrate Israel and do so in the best way possible. So we will be there. I hope you'll be there. Uh, afterward, of course, uh, we'll be at the uh, concert in Central Park. Tomorrow we'll have an opportunity at 72nd and 5th. Tomorrow we'll have an opportunity to talk about that. They have lined up an incredible array of performers who are going to be part of the uh, concert in Central Park. For this um, for this Sunday, that's going to go from 2:30 to 7:30, believe it or not. And um, they do have an amazing lineup uh, scheduled uh, for that. So uh, for that concert, so that's going to be happening Sunday in Central Park in New York City. We'll talk more about that tomorrow, right here at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Speaking of oldies but goodies, huh? Yossi Green and Shraggy Gestetner together with that. It's called uh, the opening set of the Varmkite CD here at J.M. in the A.M. <laughs> a lot of great material. We're gonna be um, we're gonna be doing a lot about the oldies but goodies this coming Monday. Shia Menlowitz is gonna join us. The brand new Maishi Menlowitz CD, Nostalgia, has been released. So we're going to be talking a lot about the oldies but goodies this coming uh, Monday here at JM in the AM. Sunday's parade day. We look forward to an amazing parade. We look forward to an amazing and incredible webcast and audio cast. Big thank you to our friends at J Drugs, Ronnie and Larry Birnbaum. Big thank you to our friends at the American Committee for the Sharitetic Medical Center in Yushalayim. Big thank you to our friends at Kitchen Sink, led by Doug Sokloff. They have all... Um, been very encouraging in supporting us this coming Sunday so we can have as great a webcast and audio cast and video cast as possible from Fifth Avenue. Should be a lot of fun. Make sure to come on out, Fifth Avenue, New York City, for the big parade. And don't forget the big concert in Central Park afterwards with a lot of great acts. Talk more about that tomorrow here at JM in the AM. Last reminder of the morning, the Teach NJS meeting is tonight. Be at Renat Yisrael on West Englewood Avenue in Teaneck, starting tonight at 8 p.m. It's important. It's very important. Be uh, be there tonight. Try your hardest to be there. We'll wrap things up on a JM in the AM Wednesday with Yaakov Shweki at JM in the AM.
My brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Wraps up a great Wednesday edition of JM in the AM. Guess what? Tomorrow we're back starting at 6 a.m. Make sure to have it on the stream all day long at jmtheam.org. Yes, he's wide with a, with a Z report live lunch coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern time on the stream at jmtheam.org. Make sure to enjoy. Always has great brand new music and concert information, etc., etc. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Sigal reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.